Okay, welcome to the first uh, inaugural episode <laughs> of uh, Blockcast, which is a Web3 series together with uh, Blockhead, guys. So yes, very happy. Uh, finally, finally, we're spending some time to talk a little bit about Web3 and crypto and all that jazz because you guys have been asking for it and I think the space has kind of matured to a certain level, right? So I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Your Chief Financial Coconut, and today I am joined with uh, two guys from Blockhead. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. Tim, you want to go first? Or? Sure. Hi. Uh, my name is Tim. Um, I'm the managing editor of uh, Blockhead. Um, uh, basically, I am in charge of uh, all editorial content on the platform. Um, oh, basically, yeah. I'm still a little bit hangover. We're recording in the morning. You know, we had we had a very <laughs> we had a very busy week at fintech festival. Right? T- tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like, what what why why are you covering like meta or like crypto? You know, kind kind of stuff. Well, I've been a journalist for about ten years. Uh, uh, in, in the last uh, five years, uh, covering financial markets. Uh, and, and finance in general. Uh, you know, I, I guess my, my interest in, 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 in blockchain and Web3 uh, uh, grew uh, over the pandemic, like most people. Uh, it got, got a little bit <laughs> like, bored of like most people. covering. Yeah. <laughs> and their portfolio all strength, like most people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's definitely a very exciting space to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, um, you know, I, I was just a little bit bored of covering private banks and and, uh, and, 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 and fund managers and asset managers. So um, when, when this opportunity came along, um, Mark told me about it. I thought, yeah, you know, time to do something new, uh, cover, cover a space that's growing um, and, you know, and really exciting and also feeds into my uh, 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 interest, I would say, in gambling. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We we can cover. Th- we can we can get to know you as we go along, you know. But you know what Timothy just said, right? He just went. He just like went one whole line to say like, oh yeah, you know the traditional finance guys, they're very boring. I always say the same thing. Ah, uh, nothing interesting. I'm I'm bored of them. That's why I'm here, right? So pretty pretty much that's how I interpret it, right? No, I said I had enough of wearing uh you know long sleeve shirts and 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 coats all the time, you know. Uh, the web free space is, is mostly t-shirt and shorts uh, I enjoy that a lot more yeah if you guys can see Tim uh, he's he has a very nice beard and everything right so, so I, I think that that's uh, me- this, this is uh, this is only stage uh, stage 1.5 of the beard <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we just stage 1 it's a bit more majestic uh, majestic <laughs> <laughs> okay okay and, and that's Mark Mark you want to introduce yourself uh, for our audience to get to know you a little sure. bit better uh, sure I, I, so together with Tim we, uh, we founded uh, a blockhead um, uh, my, my, my personal uh, journey in this space so I'm, I'm a media entrepreneur and I've uh, founded another media company called Rice Media mm. uh, so some of you might be familiar with that we publish uh, you know stories and insights on Singapore and Southeast Asia culture mm. Right, so Blockhead is our latest publication or brand that we've launched. Mm. Um, my, I guess my reasons for like being in the space, not too uh, dissimilar from Tim, but I mean, I wasn't a financial journalist uh, before I joined. Uh, uh, I, I'm not going to give like the typical kind of like crypto <laughs> introduction where like, you know, oh, I got in the space in 2017, I've been through two bad markets now. <laughs> we could say that, but like, you know, like I think that um, what really draws us as, you know, content or uh publishers or journalists to this space, right? It's just the amount of weird shit that like, you know, happens <laughs> on a week-on-week basis. 
you know that's if I'm being very very no honest. no no you know and, and you know that's the thing that uh, I have decided to avoid <laughs> right because like, I mean a lot of the community people are asking me like hey why why you why you don't cover like crypto stuff like this is just a it's a cesspool it's a lot of weird shit look, in this place right <laughs> look it is an it is and right now it's an investor's nightmare but from a content creators or a, a journalist point of view right it is a wet dream yeah 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 because there's a lot of shit to fucking write about exactly right? sorry did I, did I just drop the f-bomb no um, no no we're good we're good uh, yeah as long as okay. long as you're good i'm but, good right yeah we are more mature adults so don't need to don't need to do that yes yeah so so um obviously like you know with blockhead we are mainly i would say fascinated about the innovation mm. that could come from this space Right. Our thesis is that, you know, if you have, uh, you know, all the brightest minds being attracted to a certain industry, right, something good is going to happen eventually. Mm, mm. And I think um, from an infrastructure level, uh, we're going to see some important changes, you know, in the coming years. Yeah. Right. So especially in the Southeast Asia ecosystem, uh, there's a lot being built, right, uh, within the region. Right. And even when you extend it beyond Southeast Asia as well to the rest of Asia. Yeah. Okay. So, so the blockhead scope is looking at the region um, as a first step and then... Eventually, we're going to cover like East Asia and the rest of Asia as well. Nice, nice. And yeah. uh, for f- right, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Very important. Uh, we're not, you know, like we're not here to tell you how to kind of invest or where to put your money. You're not shilling. We're, right? so, like, yeah. we're not shilling anything. We're not shilling anything. We're here to deliver cutting edge news, mm-hmm. right? So not um, making a value judgment on like you know like you know content, but. Uh, the crypto one-on-one stuff uh, probably not going to be a core focus for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that our our readers, you know, would probably have some degree of understanding mm. about the space and also would have already an interest. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're definitely not advocates as well. Okay. So like you know, like not cheerleaders. I mean, I know I'm, I'm kind of like putting a lot of caveats here. Because like, you know? uh, MS regulating. Because MS regulating. <laughs> so can they all say right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're optimistic about uh, the space in general, mm-hmm. okay, but, um, you know, we're not, we're not cheerleaders. Yeah, 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 and, and, and for all you coconuts yeah. listening, and of course, uh, I'm here because mm-hmm. I'm actually like the most outsider of them all, and uh, and when, when they told me, it's like, hey, let's do something, I was like, okay, 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 let me, I can learn something along the way, so I'm gonna like be posing a lot of outsider questions, I think, as we, as we go along, but more importantly, I'm also very interested in the development of the space, right, because... From when I first looked at this thing all the way to now, I think there's a lot of development that has kind of moved along and we are going to be covering some of the latest Web3 development every week. So tune in every week to join us. And if you would like to read more about what's going on, uh, check, o- check out blockhead.co, right? Blockhead, like, you know, B-L-O-C-K-H-E-A-D dot C-O, right? We'll drop it in the link and the description below. And we're going to start with the first story of the day. Timothy, take us on. Sure. Well, you know, I, I thought we can start off, uh, you know, talking about what, what happened last week. Uh, was Singapore FinTech Festival, so the whole team went down, uh, you know, to... to so to, so we're doing see. the boring stuff first, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because well... Because the, the news of the week, yes, there's other focus, but yes, please, please. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I guess for MES, it was exciting. It's their flagship event, you know, first time <laughs> back after the pandemic. Uh, you know, last time I was there was 2019. It was just talk about digitalization. Uh, now, you know, they have uh, organized the... the the, the fintech fest, uh, you know, overlapping with the Hong, Hong Kong fintech festival, you know that that there's uh, there there is competition between you know both uh, cities for for this um, status of digital assets hub, um, you know Singapore seemed to have the lead, um, you know, past couple of years I guess, uh, but mm. you know uh, if you've been following the news in the past couple of weeks, 
Hong Kong, you know, has uh, announced a bunch of initiatives to to grow and develop the the the, the virtual asset space. You know, that's what they call it. Um, so you know, competition's heating up. You know, for for for, for the title of uh, you know crypto hub in Asia at least. Um, so you know, a, a, a lot. You know, you know, with that in the backdrop, you know, uh, and Singapore FinTech Fest, you know, they they um, announced a bunch of uh, in principle approvals for for companies like Circle, Paxos, and developments on the CBDC front. Um, MAS also recently announced that they would be no, wait, looking can, to can, regulate can, the can I, can I get a bit of, can I can can I get a bit of color on like what are what are the in principle approvals and uh, how should we kind of look at some of these things you know uh, yeah so um, so basically they're provisional approvals uh, they're, they're on the way to getting a full license um, mm. uh, when you have the in principle approval you can basically start offering the services you know of which the the license grants you. Uh, a lot of people just treat it as basically you got the license uh, because it's an understanding <laughs> that you, you... I mean, this uh, c- circle already threw like a huge party yeah. uh, to celebrate like, you know, like the approval. So, uh, uh, you know, I guess, I guess they, they, they have some confidence. Yeah. yeah. We'll just take it as, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's approved. Yes, yes. More, more or less, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, <clears throat> I think when, when a couple of years ago when, when Singapore announced that they would be regulating uh, you know the, the the crypto space. Uh, you know they received like a flurry of of applications. I think maybe like 170 or something like that at last count. And then they they only awarded like uh, you know a handful of licenses. Uh, you know one every uh, half a year, couple of months. So uh, you know, up till not too long ago, we only had like you know I think five to seven regulated entities. Uh, but you know in the past two weeks, you know. It's almost doubled. Boom, boom, uh, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, I don't know if 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 the the regulators uh, seeing pressure from 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 other up and coming hubs, uh, but um, you know they, they they they've been handing it out fast and furious. Uh. Mm, mm, so last week basic. there were a bunch of announcements. Hmm? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. D- during uh, during Singapore FinTech Festival. Um, so you know th- 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 this is something that we cover on on blockhead you know um, regulation and you know also you know where 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 are are, are the markets that that you know these large crypto firms are you know choosing to to place their bets on you know is it dubai singapore hong kong or or, or, or you know anywhere else um mm. You know, the 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 the, the more uh, the, the this city is seen as open or or conducive to to the development of the space, of course, the more attractive it is. What companies want, you know, is regulatory clarity. Uh, you know, so they they know they will be able to do what they uh, you know are here to do, and and it won't be like a a Binance situation like, you know, a couple of years back where you know they they launched a Singapore entity. Um, you know, alongside their, their global entity and then the, the Binance.com was forced to shut down and then not too long after uh, Binance SG also had to shut down uh, mm. we don't want a repeat of that situation or companies coming here thinking they're going to set up and, and grow across the region and then uh, you know having to, to shelve all their plans yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but yeah so you know I, I guess we can, we can talk about you know what exactly is Singapore's regulatory p- approach and what, what, what is MES trying to achieve now, specifically, I wanna I wanna get a little bit more color on like the CBDC front, 
right? Because I think I think that's like super interesting, right? Like like the like pre- previously, I think China was talking about digital yuan until they until they stopped talking about it, right? So then then now when I hear like oh Singapore is going to release this whole CBDC, you know, project orchid, right? It has to be it has to be the national flower. I don't know why, but. Whoever came out the name needs. Oh, it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever came out the name needs help, lah. But anyway, anyway, right. So, so t- tell us a little bit, like, what is happening with CBDC and like, like, what is it really, right? Like, what is CBDC and like, what is Singapore's plan around it? I, I mean, the uh, thing that you take this, uh, uh, The long and short of it is like essentially it's digital money, mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that's how you can look at it. Mm. Um, yeah, well, this is because MES has repeatedly said that there is no urgent need for a retail CBDC at this point in time. Um, but, yeah. you know, having said that, you know, they are still exploring, you know, the, you know, the development of the space. So, like, Project Orchid, which was announced uh, uh, at the end of October, so, uh, and, and, and uh, trialed at... Um, uh, at SFF, you know, it's, a, it's supposed to be a multi-year exploratory project ex- examining the design and technical aspects uh, that would relate to a retail CBDC system for, uh, for Singapore. Uh, you know, functionalities and interactions with like ex- existing payment infrastructures. Uh, so, yeah. like at least how, how, how the MA sees it, you know, the, the, the CBDC that would be developed is just Essentially, digital money la. It's not not like as uh, you know the the stable coins that we know like USDC, USDT, that trade on exchanges and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, this how it felt like when we were using you know the 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 the, the tokens that were issued to to uh, to attendees of SFF. It just felt like using NTUC vouchers. You know, you scan some QR code on your phone, and it it just deducts from your 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 little wallet, and and and, and that, that's it. So it didn't really feel like you know uh, a big change or jump but of course you know th- this uh, is functionalities can be developed a lot further lah. yeah so j- just to build on to build on Tim's point actually and this is maybe for like you know the um, the audience that's kind of listening into this that you know I mean regulation is boring to talk about right? but um, <laughs> if you think about yeah but it's important yeah. right because if you think about say the N2C voucher analogy mm. right from a regulator's point, or government standpoint, right, it, um, there's a lot of use cases that could be rolled out, mm. right? So you think about from a grants perspective, right, how they disperse grants, right, to um, the fact that, so vouchers, right, like, if you could, for example, put a time limit on your money, like, you could, you can, and you could only spend it in certain places, right, um, uh, you could then create a system where, you know, if the government disperses, say, a system of grants or vouchers to the public, right, it would lo- be a lot more transparent and also at the same time, there'd be a lot more impetus for people to actually use mm, mm, the currency, mm, 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 right? Mm. So as opposed to kind of giving you, like, say, okay, you have $300 kind of like GST credits and you have, you know, like uh, a whole year to spend it and, you know, these are the certain areas you can do it, right? But um, going down the CBDC route, right, everything can be organized and tracked that way. Ah. Okay, okay. Because for the for the longest time, I I was I was struggling to to think of like how how yeah. do you run two circulation at once, right? Like you run the fiat yeah. the fiat sing dollar and then you run the digital sing dollar. It's like like isn't that making it more complicated, yeah. right? But but okay, that 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 makes sense. That means you're essentially so so. I mean, for example, like analogy here is that like if I kind of uh, Singapore government gives you like um 
you know, a hundred bucks in like digital tokens, right? But you can only spend it, say, in grocery stores or NTCs, right? Um, that allows them to also then drive demand mm. to certain areas, you know, that they want. Mm. Mm. You know, so so I, I think it can be more targeted that way. I mean, like um, whether this is going to change things or make things better for you know the consumers, I'm not sure. But from a government standpoint, it certainly makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe Sheng Shiong will not be too happy. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, everything maybe. is driven yeah. to NTC. But okay, cool, well, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, any yeah. other any other things that you've picked up in the in the fintech festival, Tim? Um, you know, the uh, we we were there to cover crypto digital assets, mm. um, so we didn't expect it. We didn't expect there to be that much, uh, you know, on, on on that front. But you know. Uh, it, it's 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 a it's a huge event. It was way bigger than uh, than Token Twenty Forty Nine that was held last month. That one was focused really? solely on, 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 okay, on crypto. Okay, okay. I think it was. It had to be at least uh, you know five times the size. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the 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 the, the crypto or, or digital assets component. Um, you know, out of the six halls, probably like one and a half. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but but of course, the crypto firms had the biggest booths. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, we ju- just like from an informal like poll, that we you know I just went around asking you know uh, people I knew at the who were running the various booths of, uh, of of companies in the space, like how much they had spent. You know, j- just a medium-sized booth. Uh, you know, they 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 had shelled out uh, upwards of two hundred thousand um, dollars mm. just to be there. Um, you know, alongside you know whatever else they were doing, like, whether it's like a happy hour or, or like a barista or like <laughs> whatever swag they were giving out. But you know, th- th- this is the kind of sums that an average size company mm. were, was paying. Uh, you know, and that that that's not talking about like the the, the big exchanges. Okay, um, but yeah, so you know, th- there's a lot that there, there there is a lot of money being thrown around. Uh. Um, the, the the companies that were dealing in you know like fintech like payments or like KYC AML kind of stuff, yeah, the, the, the booths uh, were, were a lot smaller, less exciting. No one's crowding <laughs> around them. <laughs> um, Bro, it's but, KYC. Uh, yeah, oh, it's KYC. How how interesting you want KYC to be, right? For exactly, all, exactly. It's like yeah, know yeah. your customer. It's so boring KYC. You know, but it's like regulatory requirements. So exactly, but but that that's what. SFF was in previous years, you know, all these, uh, you know, fintechs that are, you know, we, we, you know that, that are developing solutions, you know, on the back end for all these things which are necessary as well. Mm, mm, um, mm. But yeah, it's just not so, not, 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 not so exciting and, uh, you know, doesn't drive a crowd. Um, Great. Great. What else? Yeah. You know, I also saw, it, like, at least in the crypto hall or like the hall where all the crypto companies were, um, apart from crypto companies, all the banks were there. And, and like uh. real TradFi players like like Swift or you know BSI you know Bank Bank of International Settlements things like that. So you know anyone with the uh, the, the the most uh, the, the, the even a small exposure or, or interest in the crypto space you know they would rather you know put themselves with the crypto crowd. Visa, <laughs> Mastercard, yeah, yeah. UOB. They uh, want to join yeah, a cool gang. Life, all of that, you know, <laughs> just want to be mixed in with, with, with the crypto guys. Um, I, I'm not sure if I can yeah, say I mean, Sing Life is part of the cool gang, but 
But anyway, <laughs> they try, they try lah, they try, right? Their mo- yeah, mortgage yeah, yeah. business, credit card business, is very hard for them at this point in time. So yeah, um, good to know. Good to know, good to know. And for, uh, I think uh, just, just, just to share with you, coconuts. Uh, I randomly stumbled upon like their TikTok channel, like Blockhead's TikTok channel, and like Cohen was like super funny. So you should totally go and check out their their TikTok channel, and then you see all these like awkward, like how how they send a reporter down to the festival, and then like just disturb all these <laughs> all these people. I thought it was funny. I won't say it's informative, but I will say it's comedic, very funny. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, please check out please check out the TikTok channel if you want to have a good laugh. Yeah. So that is the first story out of the way. MAS is gonna dish up more regulation. And uh, we will see how this space continue to develop. Oh yeah, maybe if I could, if I could just add in the last point. Yes, please. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, um, you know about Hong Kong catching up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just ju- just just to put everything in context, uh, yeah. So the total value of crypto received in Hong Kong, I think over the past year was six US, like seventy four billion US dollars, uh, and Singapore is a uh, hundred billion US dollars. So you know, uh, it, it's it, it's really close, lah. But this is even before Hong Kong shifted its stance towards retail investing. So, um, you know, uh, Hong Kong is open to retail money uh, in crypto, but you oh, know, Singapore really? is going the other way. So, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see how this plays out. Like, you know, which, which financial hub is going to be the crypto hub, at least for retail investors. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that, that's something that we will be covering uh, on, ongoing on Blockhead. Nice, nice. Interesting, interesting. Second story of the day, uh, which is the big story, actually the first and the last story, they're all like kind of like fillers, right? Because because the main story is in the middle, and this is a story talk of the town, bro. Uh, so yeah, Mark, take us through. Oh, talk of the town. <laughs> talk oh, of the I world, know, man. This is this this is crypto, you know. Mm. So like you know, um, I think that in uh, maybe in a few weeks down the road, we have another story that overtakes this mm. one. I mean, I hope not, lah. But yeah, <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, next story, right, that uh, we're going to discuss today would be the FTX, uh, well, the FTX collapse. Zhang, zhang, zhang. You know, so how we had actually written this, uh, I guess, headline for the discussion was, you know, FTX versus Binance. Mm. Because, you know, at that point, um, just for the context of the uh, audience, right, um, CZ, uh, who's the founder of Binance, uh, was having a Twitter war with um, SBF, it's the founder of FTX, right? Um, over the past few days, basically a big cat fight. If you guys are interested, you can go and you know take a look at it. Um, and then, so it just culminated with uh, CZ saying that you know Binance is gonna you know um, pretty much sell off all the FTT tokens, which is FTX's like you know like token. Um, SBF shooting back at CZ, and then Binance then coming in to say that. Um, we are we are we are going to issue a letter of intent to acquire FTX. So at this point already, you know, like um, I think FTX had paused crypto withdrawals. Have they do haven't done it yet? Um, yeah. So they already paused crypto withdrawals, mm. right? So shit already kind of like hit the profitable fan already. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then this morning, Binance has announced that they are pulling out of the deal because the FTX situation is unsolvable. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So it's just a, a real shit show. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there are quite a few um, aspects to this. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, no, it sounds it sounds like an aggressive move. Like it doesn't sound like it happened like like 
okay, to be clear, nothing happens at random in, in, you know, there must always be a trigger, something happens and then it leads to the whole bang run kind of situation. But this does really sound like, like the Binance guy okay. just went all out. Yes. Wait, can, can we, you, you, you forgot to add in something Mark, before, before this started. It, it goes back to like a week ago when Coindesk published uh, a leak from a private document you know, dating like end of June or something like that, saying that Alameda, right, yeah. Alameda's balance sheet, yeah. Al- Alameda is the, the, the hedge fund arm of FTX, also uh, started by SBF. Um, the balance sheet was disproportionately full of FTT, which is the FTX uh, native token. So according to the Coindesk report, uh, according to, to, to the document that uh, was viewed by Coindesk, you know, 5.8 million of Alameda's total assets of 14.6 billion was held in illiquid FTT collateral that had a market cap of uh, like three three billion or so. So um, basically, this indicated uh, you know uh, that that FTT's price would plummet if they tried to sell FTT for liquidity. So uh, yeah, basically Alameda was using FTT as collateral to backstop their loans. Then after this, that's when CZ said, well, you know what? I'm out. Yep. yep. So um, I think it's really interesting to look at this from like two, por- two portions, right? So there is that crypto culture aspect of things where we look at SBF as a personality because people like to look at, you know, the fall from grace kind of, mm. right? So if you think about the, traject- the, um, the sequence of events before this, right? It was first Doquan, there was like public enemy number one. Then a whole shit with like Tara Luna happened, right? Then SBF came in, like some Robin Hood, right? And his shorts and like, you know, big hair. Uh, Alameda started going around, like, you know, saving, saving a lot of like, you know, like a bunch of like um, um, DeFi and crypto companies, right? So now we reach this point where like essentially we have CZ being crowned as a new king of like crypto. <laughs> so it's essentially like the crypto game of thrones. Okay, so that, that is the, the culture aspect that I think that is, um, makes a pretty interesting I think, reality drama, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have the actual um, current and potential impact. Which is right, our focus. Which is our focus. Industry. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we, we want to focus on that. Not so the yeah. crypto pro culture. I don't want crypto pro yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what, 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 what are we looking at? Because I think, I mean, uh, I'm not like knee deep on Twitter, but you know, when, when something gets so so huge that it's being reshared on like Instagram and like Facebook. Now I know that you know this shit is this shit is real, right? So so there's a whole bang run going on. What is going on? Let, let, let's talk about this from like since we just talked about like, you know, like a I mean I'm I'm guessing like most of the audience that are listening in right now, you know, would probably also be retail investors, you know, um who might have some crypto exposure, right? So I think one of the, the key lessons here, right, that, you know, we've been kind of, I guess people have been drumming up on, like, social media, regulars have been talking about it, you know, like, for the past, you know, um, yeah, few years, right, is that if you have a bag, right, um, get a cold wallet, right, um, the, the storing your, your fiat on exchanges also, like, you know, like, generally not a good idea, and I, I'm speaking from experience because <laughs> I do have a small amount of fiat on FTX, yeah, yeah. That I completely forgot about. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, sometimes like you know, you just leave it in there, and then like you know, like I'm gonna think, oh, okay, shit. When it really tanks, right? I'm just gonna jump in and gonna buy, right? So like, don't don't need to to, to waste time with like you know, like like 
depositing fiat in there, etc., etc., et No, no. I, th- I think I think what right? I think what Mark is saying is like, yeah. oh, rice media makes good money. So you know, I'm like, <laughs> and now I got some money no, sitting out there no. that I don't know. I don't know it's there. So no. I forgot. Let, I let's forgot. not let's not talk about it because <laughs> I'm going to get very triggered. <laughs> But, right, because I, I clearly don't take my own advice. Mm, it's horrible, horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. So, so that, there's that, mm. right? Um, and then there's also the fact that if you think about it from like a regulated point of view, and I'm not trying to call out. You know what? I am calling out MAS here, mm. like, You know, right? Because one of the, one of the key things here was that Binance at one point tried to apply for a uh, a license here in Singapore, right? Mm. And then they got rejected. They left Singapore, right? And then. I would say that the retail, the guy, the man or woman on the street, let's talk about what is the next most legit exchange that we can put our money on mm. or in. And that's FTX. So FTX is one of them. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think the other lesson here is that in terms of we can talk as much as possible about, you know, like, hey, man, crypto is a really um, volatile asset. You know, like, you know, you, should, you, should, you shouldn't put your life saving there, etc., etc. But the, the fact of the matter is that if, People will always be find a way, right, to park their money in certain in certain alternatives, right? Mm. Crypto being one of them, mm, mm, mm. because it's the upside. Well, it's apparently there. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Right. So, I would say that the point here is that the regulators had a role to play in this. Mm, mm. Okay. Because you know, maybe Binance would collapse. I don't know. Uh, I mean, like that. That is something that, like you know, it, it seems very, very, very unlikely, lah. Right, but then I, I, I mean, my sense of it is that a lot of people were drawn to putting money into FTX because of what uh, happened with Binance in Singapore. Right. Also, um, so, so that's the other thing. also, Tomasic yeah. is yeah. one of the largest investors yeah. in FTX. So, you know, I, if, I guess. Guys, we, if we keep going down this path, we'll get cancelled, you know? We get Pofma later. And that's quite successful if we can get Pofma, yes. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. These are facts, not opinion. Okay, okay. Not making a valid I'm just saying that, you know, like people put money in FTX because Binance didn't get the license here. And then they did that also because Tamasic backed FTX. Okay. They were the biggest backer. So, yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, right? Um. Hey, you know, yeah. well, I'm not sure they were the biggest backer, but you know, alongside Insight, uh, Insight Ventures and, uh, and 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 Lightspeed Management, you know, they they went in at Series B two, B three, and Series three. Um, you know, that so quite, you know, if, quite like, a lot. if if the Masix is it's okay, should be okay, right? Well, mm-hmm. I guess not. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, another another um, you know, MAS approved. Uh, uh, Entity Hoddle Knot is is also one of the biggest shit shows this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Many shit shows. How, how I don't know. I don't even know which to cover anymore. So yeah, <laughs> I mean like, yeah. you go, it, it's it's yeah. it, so, it, it's never ending. You know, you're gonna be jumping from one exchange to another. You know, I, I mean, I was just uh, talking to Mark earlier, and 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 we were saying like, you know what? It, maybe maybe this. You know, if 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 um, if all that's happened previously didn't scare you away from centralized exchanges, maybe this would. And you know maybe we're going to see a new dawn for DeFi, like uh, mm. yeah. Interesting, um, or maybe it could just be a process of consolidation. Eventually, something. Yeah, exactly right. So eventually, yeah. something will get big yeah. enough, and then, I mean, you look at you look at. Uh, I mean, I come from like all the stock markets. When I look at them, it's like yeah, they they have all gone through consolidation, and, and look at where they are, right? So they are like big well, behemoth in their country. Yeah. 
But I mean, I mean, just just going back to, to Tim's point, I I think that the um, if you think about what DeFi is actually promising, right? You know, permissionless way to store and transfer your wealth, trade. Um, I mean, that seems pretty attractive right now. I mean, like the the mess that we've kind of seen, you know, like FTX. Um, we look at like the um, the the collapse of Hodl Nord. I think these are regulated, centralized. Um, platforms, um, businesses, mm. right? So I, I think that if there was a case for a um, for decentralized finance, right? I think that now would be the time to make it look. And, and so also, that, that could be one thing. You, you hold the keys to your coins, uh, Like the, the the reason why everyone is so deeply affected, you know, when 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 uh, centralized exchanges collapse or like you know staking platforms collapse, it's because you don't hold the keys to your coins, uh. So, um, you know, with, with, with DeFi, you avoid all that. Of course, you know, the, the concerns about hacks and security and, 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 and such issues, but, you know, um, that, that, that exists, um, you know, regardless. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, so then, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a continuously unraveling story, right? So every day there's like new Twitter posts. I mean, I see new, <laughs> new reshares. So we will eventually get to more and more clarity. But have you guys already seen some like, some sort of like tech development or consumer shift or, or something that's happening, you know, as as a reaction to do you know this like lunar hold or not and, and this whole suite of things. I mean, we cannot see just on its own, right? Like like if you line them all up, I, it's I, like I mean a suite. I know that I'm like uh, laughing when I say this, uh, uh, you know, when I'm making my points, points, but you know, this is not a good uh, situation mm. um, simply because I, I think, think that. that in general, you know, just confidence in like crypto, you know, as an asset class, is just going to be really fundamentally shaken. Yeah. Yeah. If, um, if MES wants to, uh, yeah. if MES wants to scare away the retail crowd from crypto, you know, FTX has done it for them. Yeah. FTX has done it. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. So. So so and and, and that is not. I mean, overall, I don't think that that is great for the industry. And, as well, mm. you know. So I, I hope that this. I mean, FTX gets bailed out. I mean, hopefully, mm. la. Um, I mean, yeah. it's still it's too early to say, uh, but you know, there will be repercussions in the space, and there will be more dominoes to fall. Like you know, when when uh, when, when Celsius collapse, you know, there yeah. were a whole wave of uh, of other uh, bankruptcies that followed. So um, for sure, you know, for sure, uh, the, the worst is still to come. I mean, as a as a news organization or like media platform, you know, all all this stuff that's happened in the past year has just been uh, great for us because there's so much to report on. But you know, I mean, it's it's an awesome show to watch. But like I was telling Mark, you know, the the ticket price is really high, Yeah. I mean, all all of us are just losing left, right, and center. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, you know. I, I guess this is this is what happens in any any new nascent industry, um, uh, you know, teething issues or whatever. But of Bro, course, it's not more know, than teething issues already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the scale the scale <laughs> of this is yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, could bring it all down. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Let's let's well, yeah, let's see let's happen. see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we move on to the third story, and uh, on some level, we have decided to come into my space, which is the stock space, 
right? So um, today, the third story is a big story because Meta lays off 11,000 employees, I think specifically um, focused on the metaverse. Uh, so Oculus, metaverse, you know, all this kind of stuff. And tell and Zuckerberg come out and say that, oh, I'm sorry, um, which honestly doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's like, <laughs> we're just going to cut out 11,000 people. And interestingly, I've observed that the stock market, uh, meta prices have moved up. So meta share price moved up by about 12% following the news. Right? So in other words, indicating from the stock market to say that, oh, yeah, maybe this is a good place to move forward. Right, so and uh, that's our third story for today to try to understand like, does this mean that Meta is gonna permanently pull from the metaverse and change its name back to Facebook? <laughs> okay, so any thoughts, guys, uh, about this move? Because I mean, for clarity's sake, uh, are they one of the largest players in this space? In from your view, you, you're referring to the, to metaverse. Yeah, to the metaverse. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're one of the most prominent names, uh, and mm-hmm. you know. The, the the other prominent players would be Decentraland um, and uh, and Sandbox. what was the other one uh-huh. and Sandbox yeah uh, but you know uh, Facebook is the most well known it's a legacy brand uh, so bo- uh, boomers like us well familiar with it <laughs> okay no but <laughs> let's just be real here yeah, okay? yeah 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 over the past one or two years right if not for the fact that we are in media. Mm-hmm. How often would you actually use Facebook? Mm, mm. You know? And like, if I'm being honest with myself, once, if, if, I, if I didn't have to um, use it for work, less than once a week. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I, I get my new sources like served to me in other ways now. Yeah. Um, the younger audience has moved on. If you talk to people, you know, 25 and under, none of them are on Facebook, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's None. true. It's true. Right. So I, I the way when I saw the rebrand from Facebook to Meta, I mean, it was more desperation than anything else, mm. right? Like a desperate uh, attempt to remain relevant. Mm. Mm. And I think that this Meta Metaverse uh, direction that it's going into, it's premature, mm. Mm. because you don't we don't know what that could look like. Right? Uh, um, how would it function with all these different centralized metaverses? Um, you know, what, what is the point of actually, you know, I mean, I've spent any time on Sandbox or Decentraland, right? It is freaking boring, dude. There's nothing to do here. <laughs> really, there's nothing to do. Like, I, I, I think, you know, it, it's cool when, when entertainers try to organize um, concerts on a metaverse. I think that's fun, right? But like, on a, on a day-to-day thing to keep me going back to it, right? Like, why am I doing that? I mean, I can't answer it. Um, so, 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 yeah. No, I mean, even, even Zuck has said that he got it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 we, we cover Metaverse Web3 on, on Blockhead. Um, you know, at first there was, there, there was a lot to talk about because everyone was getting into the space. But then and everyone we, was know, stuck at home. While, I think that was important. Yeah. That's yeah. true, but but then everyone also realized that this is a, a big idea that has just fallen flat. La. It's a lot mm. of uh, a lot of hype, but there's actually nothing to it. So, um, yeah, I I think that you know that the tech layer portion portion is uh, not certain. Did I cut you off? Yeah, um, I, I I think that in terms of developing virtual worlds, right, the tech is already out there. Mm. You know, what, what I think uh, needs to happen really is like 
strong producers, right? Like, you know, content programmers, right? Right. Uh, need to come in. So you're talking really, really about the big game developers, mm. right? Mm. Blizzard, World of Warcraft, right? Uh, they have the Diablo franchise as well. Which I've been struggling Millions for many years, just saying. Yeah, I've been, I've been covering Activision for a long, long time and, and uh, they, they are also losing a lot of market share. But I know what you're saying. They're losing market I know, share? I know what you're saying yeah. by like, because yeah, big developers. Because it's actually very difficult to build these things. It's not, it's not as simple as yeah, like, let's just raise 500,000. Ain't no shit's going to come out. Maybe you get a, you know, Pac-Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the, the amount of hours I spent and wasted, right, on playing World of Warcraft, you know? Uh, um, so something like that needs to happen and I think that like that shift or rather that um, the, the metaverse development needs to be led by a big game studio mm, mm. and not like a social media company <laughs> in my opinion yeah yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would log in for content mm. I don't need to kind of do it to interact with my friends mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah so, so I mean this is just my opinion like, you know obviously like uh, uh, it's very biased no, no, no. But yeah, I, I take a very dim view yeah. on play on play to earn GameFi. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that you know. But the alternative view here is that like maybe I just need to expand my definition of what a game is supposed to be. Mm, mm, mm. No, no, yeah. no, no. Because I, I don't play I don't play games on mobile phone. Uh-uh. Right, I think they're dumb. Uh-uh. Uh, I mean, no, no offense to. Offense, a lot of offense. Right? Everybody tuning off already. It's a lot of offense. <laughs> you know, but this is, I also understand that this is very, it's a very elitist way of like kind of looking at it. I know, I know. You're the game elitist. That's okay, why you so, quote Activision. Yeah, yes. game snobs. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so, so like, this is what it is. Uh. Yeah. yeah. But, and that, that also then informs my view of like, you know, like the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That very yeah. definitely, definitely an interesting development. And I would say, yeah. uh, it's interesting to see Mark pull out and pull out in such a way, right? Like Zuckerberg, not this Mark. Huh? So Zuckerberg pull out in right. in in, <laughs> in such a way because, to be clear, this is his first massive failure, right? So uh, since starting Facebook, he rode the whole wave, acquired Instagram, acquired WhatsApp, you know, copied Snapchat. Such as Snapchat is like no longer relevant. And then competition of TikTok forced him into this whole thing, right? I mean, he did already own Oculus before TikTok, but uh, I mean, he did say that it was like a it was like a far out kind of move, right? Like like uh, what what we call uh, uh what do you call that? Uh, I cannot remember what's the word, but it, essentially it's very far out, right? Ho- ho- hopefully, hopefully it can work. But then, yeah, an outside bet, right? And uh, Google has a lot of outside bet that doesn't doesn't work anyway, right? So. Um, I do feel like I do agree with you that Meta in, in the first place felt like a desperation trying to go in, right? As an investor, I was like, what the hell is this guy trying to do? And um, I'm, I'm not surprised that the stock market reacted this way, you know, to, to come in. But has it sent any shockwaves in the crypto world? Has it affected like developers, publishers or, you know, like have you seen some things, you know, uh, in this space specific to as a result of this massive layoff? No, I was just, just going to say that, you know, uh we, we, we had just covered the, 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 the story, I mean, uh, covered the rebranding to Meta because it was just, it was just relevant. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it lives on its own platform. It's not interoperable. It's not, it's not open. Um, you know, so it, it's not really what a metaverse should be. Um, mm. So I don't think that, you know, this really has much uh, of an effect on, you know, on the crypto or space uh, general metaverse but um, uh, perhaps um, 
the views on, on, on metaverse with regards to brands, companies uh, entering the space, its potential for, for uh, you know, growing audiences uh, and, and for platforms like Facebook gaining uh, advertising dollars. You know, probably that's, everyone's been given a big reality check. Uh, you know, like even, even user numbers on, on, on the main uh, metaverse platforms have been pretty low, um, you know, in the past couple of quarters. So it wasn't looking good um, to begin with. Uh, um, you know, we, you talked about Google's outside bets. They have many. You know, they iterate quickly. They kill off things that are not working, but they don't change the whole company. They don't. They don't change the name and, and, and like how they go about doing business. Uh, you know, wholesale. You know, they just do it in the background. If it works, great. Then it becomes a product. If it if it doesn't work after a few years, it gets quietly killed off. You know, it doesn't affect anything else. But you know, um, yeah, the, 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 this change is a lot more significant. Now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then uh, we'll see whether this continues to affect the broader space. But yeah, like what Tim said, uh, maybe they are not. They're not. They're not that important, uh. You know, it's just it's just us, us, all these other people. They're not in the space observing. It's like, what the hell are they doing, right? So it is what it is. Uh, Meta is doing a rebranding. No, they're gonna they're gonna come back to Facebook. Well, we will we will keep observing. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, any last things? Any guy? Any any of you want to share about the three stories that we covered today? Um, I don't know. Just try and relax, man. You know, uh, it's just very hard to relax, uh, bro. Very hard to relax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I I think that it's just going to be more bad news. Mm. Mm. Uh, and it'll be this way for a while. Mm. But at the same time, you know, I, I think that there is still optimism, mm. uh, especially on if you think about how we could potentially, like the, the amount of innovation that could still come out from this space. Mm. But at the same time, I know that if you're an investor or you trade, you don't give a shit about these things. Mm. Mm. So the um, best thing you can do is just take a chill pill. Yeah, you know, take a step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. At, at least this is what I, how I manage myself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we all need stories uh, to continue living, bro. So yes, yes. So this is yeah. <laughs> this is important. But yeah, I think uh, a, a great, a great, I think a great thing to continue to observe will be like the price of Bitcoin because I think Bitcoin at this point in time is like the beta of the space right so if uh, prices hold stable there's no continuous massive drop that means uh, there's still a lot of money slushing around in this space for all sorts of reasons right and uh, we will continue to cover every week for for you guys right and we'll see where this space develop and maybe next week we'll we'll say oh end of the show I don't know (laughs) We will see. We will see how things how things develop. Yes. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you guys next week. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, We'll see all of you next week. Bye, Tim. Bye, Mark. Love it. Awesome. See ya. Bye. Hey Coconuts, so yes, uh, I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead and uh, the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project but we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments and if it so happened, this is something that you're looking at, the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff then that is where we're trying to cover but not from the angle of like this is good that is bad but really trying to see
see it from like what is happening how is it developing and i hope you find this useful and interesting right so if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space check out blockhead.co and then we will see you next week